God. <laughs> that was ridiculous. Folks at home? Folks at home? I'm Pete Klusik, drinking a cap Coke. Cap's bright. <laughs> uh, folks at home? Folks at home? Welcome back. Mike Aganelli. This is Ike Live After Hours. This is actually, uh, I want to tell you, this is my favorite part of the show. You know why? Because we can let her hair down a little bit. No agenda? No agenda. We can let her hair down. We could actually say more of what we really want to say. We normally are pretty open here. Pretty we know, I mean, we're pretty we're pretty much an open book. There's a little... I'd say uh, less than 10% self-censorship during our normal show hours. But in after hours, I'd say it goes down to like 1% or 2%. What would you say, Dave? Self-censorship. I can only answer on an individual basis. I'm probably filtered around 50% the whole time. 50%? The rest of you guys. <laughs> I, You know, we talk about spinoffs, and we're doing right now, we're doing a little weight loss spinoff thing. Yeah. But I think an eventual spinoff of Ike Live is Fathead. Live. I think I, yeah, yeah. I I actually think your own show uncensored would be unfreaking believable. Well, Stockland and I threw around like a law enforcement podcast because if you ever listen to them, yeah, holy shit, yeah, they make the other fishing podcasts look like uh, I don't even know. But I mean, it, it's just it's horrific that like the, the there's such an open market for the law enforcement scene yeah to have a podcast that I'd actually listen tells to it. it the way it is. Hmm. You don't thought, you don't watch our show, Mike. Yeah, no, I yeah, watch ours. I know. Oh, okay. No, Pete's never seen a show. Pete's I watch the one who Don't watch anything. Pete can't pee in a urinal with, well, with other people around. That's true. Well, that's not true. Is that true, Pete? <laughs> yeah, I, can, I can do that. I just can't watch the show. <laughs> <laughs> our show is lower than a urinal, <laughs> and the standings of what things happen. The you know urinals what? is above Ike Live. In, no, that's P- funny. in Pete's defense, when I watch the show, there's nothing that he ever says or does that I'm just like he shouldn't have said or did that. Oh, Pete? Yeah. No. He's fucking on point all oh, no, the time, Definitely. Dude. No, no, no. You know? Yeah. So he's the last one that could watch, not watch the show. That's true. That's true. In my opinion. That's true. But, That's but. true. All right. Listen, welcome back to Ike After Hours. We're going to do a couple things. We're going to uh, continue to recap college bass fishing, uh, you know, as a movement. I'd call it a movement. That's what I, I would call it. Um, we're going to continue to talk about that. And then as that dwindles down a little bit, we're going to break into um, this amazing piece. It was a two-part piece three. on Bass Fan. Three-part piece, three part. I'm sorry, on Bass Fan that talked about uh, uh, trends, what the pros think, what the pros think should change, some of their opinions. Some of it's goofy. Some of it's serious. We're going to review a little bit of that, uh, and, and we want to hear from you. Once again, three ways to get in touch with us here on the show. Hit us up on IM, the instant messaging right there next to your screen. Hit us up on our social media. It's at Like Live Show, Twitter, uh, Facebook, and Instagram. And we'll have a toll-free number listed up here on the screen in just a second. Brian, we going to start with a caller? We have a caller on the line. Okay. Caller, what's your name? Where are you call from? My name is Matt Stokes, now from Bowdoin City, Louisiana. Hey, Matt. How you doing tonight? Good. How about you? Good. What you want to talk about? I was wondering, do you think it's easier to go pro and fishing if you fish for a college program or just fish regular tournaments? Wow, great question. Great question. Um, I, I, I'll give you my spin on it, and then I want to hear from the other guys too in the room. I, I think starting early, you know, starting in your in your college years, which for most people is in their you know late teens, early twenties, I think it's a huge advantage. I think it's a huge advantage. From the standpoint that you're learning the format of competitive fishing, uh, you're you're making inroads to organizations and sponsors, right? Even if the team you fish for doesn't necessarily have sponsors, at the events, at the championships, you're going to meet people that you wouldn't normally meet if you were, say, fishing at the club level at home, right? Mm-hmm. So... Uh, from those two standpoints, I do. And then the final one is, um, you know, they're elevating college fishing now to, to new levels every year. You know, we've got a few competitors every year that gain national spotlight through college fishing. 
That's really, really, really important. I mean, I can tell you an article on Bassmaster.com, uh, a highlight in Bass Times. Uh, that's very important. You know, that's important to have on your resume, especially that early in your career. So I'd say it's a benefit. Pete, what do you, what do you think? Yeah, I, th- I think college is a huge benefit because you, you, you've kind of been sidestepping the, the, the main part of being in college. Education. Education. You're getting a degree. You're, uh, you know, the degree that you can take while you're trying to be a pro, if that's your, your objective, you know, can be marketing, can be business, can be something that you can utilize for plan B. You know, if uh, you know if, it, if it's not going to happen for you, you can still work in this industry, and that's really cool. You know, like you can work for one of the major motor or boat companies. You can work in the marketing or business side of things, sales side of things, mm. and stay involved in this business, even if for some reason, you know, I mean, it doesn't go your way. You know, in in, in the competitive world. So, and you know, that's huge. I mean, you know, that that's a that's a life changer. For all, because you know, you look at the reality of it. It's only going to be a small percentage of the people that actually can make it to the pros, and then it's even a smaller percentage of the people that make the big money in the pros. So, you know, you're you're really fighting the odds here, and, and go for it, man. I did, but you you know, you want to be prepared for you know what life's going to throw at you, and uh, and that education is key. And I, so I think college is a, is a great way to do it. I do, too. I do good. Great caller question. Pre, uh, great question, <laughs> caller. <laughs> too many beers, Dave. Why are you feeding me all these beers all night? They know. were good beers. But hey, let's let's mention real quick between the next caller. Let's mention this beer again. Uh, t- talk about that one more time for people just tuning in, Dave. This is a really Dog cool deal. Dog Tag Brewing from Wisconsin. I said Montana earlier. I'm sorry about that. It's Wisconsin. Wisconsin, okay. And I, right now I, I have a, a beer honoring Chris Falkel. Right, this this kid was from uh, Littleton, Colorado, and he was mm. killed August eighth, two thousand and five, by rocket fire in uh, in Afghanistan. I can't pronounce the names that are shitty towns, but uh, yeah, he was killed in Afghanistan by rocket fire. Young mm. man, real young man. It's amazing. It's crazy how there's a story on every can. There's a story about you know one of these guys that have fallen. It's I amazing. Tell, it's really like, cool. Last weekend when I found out about this, I drank a six pack in my you know I had that little Zen garden in my backyard. And I just sat there, like, drinking these. I had my, uh, you know, I had my, like, Hank Williams uh, Pandora channel on, just drinking these, reading their stories. And then, yeah. then you get on the phone and you start, like, Googling up their names and, like, learning their stories. And, yeah. Uh, it, it, it's pretty powerful. It is powerful. Know? It's interesting that you said Littleton, Colorado, because, right, didn't you spend some time in I Littleton? I did. I lived in Littleton. You did live How in Littleton. about that, man? Yeah, it's interesting. Who, what, what was the name? Uh, what, was, what was the name on that one, Dave? Uh, Chris Falkel, born in 1982. And was killed in uh, 2005. So young, young, oh my young. God, guy. that's that's ridiculous. Young they're all babies, man. Yeah, they're babies. They're all in their fucking early 20s. They're babies. Every one of them. Shame. Terrible. Shame. It's it's it, it is kind of on a side topic. Interesting that you're listening to Hank Williams in your Zen garden. Yeah, dude. Like no, but like that Pandora channel opens up a whole bunch of different things, you know. Yeah. Like it's a lot of old country. I, I like Pandora. the older country, you yeah. know. Yeah. I don't like the newer shit. It's kind of like popish. I'm a heavy metal guy, but I like the old, old country music. You know? Hank was the man. Yeah. Like, I like Merle Haggard. I, that's one of my favorite Pandora channels, too. You know? That's And cool. the music that comes along with that. I like yeah. it. I like it. Uh, caller, what's your name? Where are you call from? Ronnie. Ronnie? Hello? Hi. Who is this? Hey, what's going on? Who is this? This is Ronnie Moore. What's I up? work with Bass. I graduated college not too long ago, so I figured I'd call and chime in. Yeah, man. How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you, Mike? How was your trip? Uh, trip was freaking unbelievable, amazing, awesome. It was uh, came at a perfect time after a very crazy, almost uh, borderline disastrous season. It was a it was a really good trip. Well, I know everything turned out well for you at Sturgeon Bay, but. Uh, I just wanted to call and talk about college fishing. I didn't get to watch some of the show earlier. I was uh, busy, but I finally got to tune in. So just my take on college fishing, I graduated in May from East Carolina University, a a great fishing school. Um, Now, in the last couple years, we've risen to uh, top 15 in the nation after, you know, 30-something tournaments. But overall, just, just how much you learn. I mean, if you would have taken me and asked me about fishing, my 
senior year of high school um, compared to my senior year of college when I graduated. I mean, I just, you learn so much when you get to go on the road and go to different lakes and do it on your own. Uh, well, you do it with partners, obviously, but uh, just you put yourself to the test. And, and I like to fish like you guys do with, you know, two and a half days of practice. I don't like to go longer than that, and I try to get out there for at least that much. Um, but so you learn so much when you put your put your you know fishing knowledge to the test in that short of time. So I that, really admire what y'all do, and that's really awesome to hear. So I mean that, that that's a that's a testament to what you know organized fishing can do, right? So you know you you saw your fishing level increase from high school to your senior year. So in those four years. Your level advanced big time, and we we've heard that for some other anglers. But you know, I I Ronnie, I want you to talk a little bit about you know that program indirectly helped you get to where you're at now. It, it, for everybody that doesn't know that, tell tell everybody a little bit about you know what you're doing now, and because I think you know I think you being in the college bass program helped you get to the position you're at now, and that's a really cool thing. So tell everybody about that a little bit. Well, I don't even know how to explain how I got the job working um, with bass. If you don't know, uh, it's not that big of a deal. But I travel with you guys, and I do bass track. That's my main my main job is bass track. But uh, I went to college for journalism. I mean, I I shot video, and I played basketball in high school, so I shot video of football when I wasn't uh, practicing, and that kind of got me into the journalism side of it. But I used to. I worked at the school newspaper at ECU and covered the football team and the basketball team, and then I'd fish uh, whenever we'd have events. And you know, I I met Shea Baker at uh, my first ever college tournament, and I I followed him on Facebook and everything with his GoPro videos. And I got on there, and I guess just adding him on Facebook and him seeing you know that I love journalism and I love the media side of it and. And then when I met him at tournaments, how much I loved fishing college and just the passion goes into it. He took a chance on me after meeting me for a year and asked me if I wanted to come work. And these last two years was my second full season working with you guys. And and now this whole year I got to go out on the lake every day. Last year I didn't. This year I got to go out on the lake and I got to blog and I got to take some photos and I got to watch you guys do what you do best. And I completely think that I got this opportunity based on networking, through social media, um, not even like reaching out, like asking every single person, "Hey, hook me up." Hey, hook me up. It was just, just kind of just being there and following Shay and following you guys and talking to other people and them just noticing what I do and, at school. And and this whole year has just been amazing. I mean, I wouldn't. I think college fishing and everything that Hank Weldon and all those guys with the College of Bass are doing. I think that has. Uh, almost 100% to do with why I get to work with you guys. And I just actually got to meet Pete a couple weeks ago at Erie and, and just talk to him. So, you know, every level of fishing from college, high school to the pros, it all is intertwined, and it's really neat, uh, the path that college is on, you know, the upward spiral. That's a that's a great story. That's a great story, and I think that's again a, a benefit of this college thing. It's you know even if you don't want to be an aspiring, you know you don't want to tour or you you know you don't end up touring, it can still lead you to some amazing places. You know as do other college sports, as do other college clubs. You know can steer your life and lead you to places. Uh, before we let you go, I I, I do want to throw a question at you. This is a little off topic, but. We're getting ready to switch gears here in the next 10 or 15 minutes and start talking about this Bass Fan article that came out. And uh, a lot of things were critiqued in its three-part series. But let me throw it at you, because you spent a lot of time uh, around the guys. You spent a lot of time in the organization. Is there one thing that you would like to see changed in professional bass fishing right now? Or, or, Or let me know, what is the one thing you would change in, in the professional sport of bass fishing? Man, that's a tough one. Um, you know, I I do like what Bass does. And just a heads up to everybody, I don't work with the tournament side of it. I mean, I go to the tournaments, but I work the media side of it. So where they go fishing, the time of the year they choose lakes, I have nothing to do with that. But I love that they expanded it to more events for you guys. I think that's fantastic for you all. And that's one thing that I always wanted to happen um, was just to fish more. I mean, I know yeah. you guys are on the road enough already, but it gives you more opportunities. But um, 
the biggest thing. I think right now everybody wants something to change. I think keeping it the way it has been, you know, just a couple steady years of how it's going, yeah. I think would be great. Sometimes yeah. changing stuff every single year is tough, but I like that you guys, you know, I like having 100 to 110 pros. I think that's a good number. You know, 50 to 53 guys that make the, the third day or get a check or whatever, that's perfect. And I like that the marshals go with you guys. I think some of these systems are perfect leading for the future. And, and obviously, I think you guys, when you guys get together and talk to the staff on changes you want to make, I think that you guys do put a lot of time in it and you notice a lot of things. I mean, if you ask me next year at event number six uh, what I might change, you can obviously notice things in the middle of the season. But I, right now I think that everything is improving. I don't think that we're ever taking a step back in the sport of fishing right now. I, I agree. Good good, good point. Hey, man, thank you for the call, and uh, we'll, we'll definitely see you it. soon and talk to you soon. I'll see you at the Classic guy. Thanks. You take it easy, man. Pretty awesome. awesome. So you saw him at Erie. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't see him on my fishing spot at Erie. Couldn't make it out. nobody came out to Nah, me. it's too far. Nobody <laughs> wants to go out that far. Come on, guys. Screw that. Get in, that, get in those five-footers. Drive out to me. Screw that. I'm staying I'm staying right there in Sandusky Harbor and fishing for largemouth. I mean, it was crazy. Fuck it. It was so isolated out there. I was like there. There was giant it's waves coming. It's intimidating, isn't it? And there was nobody around. Nobody uh, around for miles and miles. Uh, that's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. Uh, I. What, what do you think, Brian? You want to? Uh, you want to take some more callers? You want to change topics a little well, bit? You want to? Talk to you, buddy. Phones ringing. Uh, we can grab another caller. Yeah, let's do another caller, and then yeah. I think we ease into some of these. Yeah, let's look at that Bass family. Yeah, let's look at it because I, I. I think we can. I'm interested because I didn't get to read the stories. I, I read just real brief glimpses of it, like uh, yeah. something about. You know, a small percentage of the guys profited. That I I read that part of it on a headline. Yeah. And I I didn't get to pour into it because I was distracted with uh, yeah my you know Lake Erie you know just yeah you know making me go to boat shops and trailer shops and everything. <laughs> so I was I, I didn't get to read it, but I'm I'm anxious to go through it now. All right, we're gonna sift through it. Uh, we're gonna take a caller here in a second. Um, let's see, what do you got for us, Bry? What was what was the most interesting uh? Assessment into that deal that a, you saw him back. Uh, there was a lot of there was a lot of interesting parts. I thought um, I thought the angle about you know the sponsorship and Baylog covered it, kind of reanalyzed that topic. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. That a vast majority of pros thought that one of the major things wrong with the sport was was um, sponsorship and you know the lack of sponsorship from companies inside the fishing industry and i thought that was a little strange that you know people said that you know really yeah i i, I would i wouldn't i wouldn't have took that same angle you know i think there's a tremendous amount of sponsorship from companies inside the industry in the sport right now i think there needs to be more outside industry sponsorship um well but it, That's it, interesting. Yeah, it was one point. Brian, what do we got? We got a caller? Yes, we do. Okay. Caller, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, this is Travis from uh, Birmingham. I'm with the Fish Life Collegiate Tour and wanted to give a little insight on college fishing and the great guys that are a part of our sport. Absolutely. We'd love to hear about it. Um, you know, you got your big three in college fishing, FLW, BASS, which, you know, they give away Forest Loot Cup and the... Classic, and that's just awesome for college anglers. You know, I love seeing our guys get up there and you know succeeding this sport. And I've seen in the comments all night people going back and forth about what is the best college team and all this. And as a former angler, I've just got to say that all you guys are winners. I mean, you're doing something that you love and getting an education at the same time, and that's what what it's all about. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I I agree. I mean, I think it's uh, you know, I I think that that's a huge bonus. I mean, you're getting to fish at the collegiate level, it's amazing. But let me play devil's advocate and tell you that, dude, you know, college guys are competitive. High school guys are. I'm competitive. We're all competitive. If you compete in bass fishing, and especially now that it's a team event and it's college to college, oh fuck, I'm gonna talk trash too, man. I'm going to be competitive, you know. I want to beat 
not only the fish, but I want to beat that other college team that I'm fishing against. They've been talking trash to each other all night on the IM board. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's great. I well, love it. the best right now? Like, who's the Oh, yeah, and, and that adds a huge aspect, too. It's Alabama fun to see these teams team. go at it, and they want to beat each other. And, you know, that's what makes it so fun, because, you know, all these guys are good. Some of them want to be pros. Some of them don't. And for the ones that do want to be pros and are talking trash, go at it. That competitive spirit is great. Well, let, let me ask you this. You're, you're kind of a, uh, a third party right now, and you're, you should be non-biased. Who do you think is the best college team out there right now? All right, I'll say this. Uh, retracting the Fishlight Collegiate Tour from this discussion, and as a former college angler, my top five are number one, Auburn, number two, Bethel, number three, ULM, number four, Alabama, and number five, uh, NC State. Wow. That's a that's a strong list. Who, who's MC State? NC uh, North Carolina State. NC NC okay. yeah NC. That's a strong list. You know what college was missing from that list? Rowan, <laughs> because they don't have a bass fishing team yet. <laughs> you know who's missing from every list ever? Thomas Edison. <laughs> <laughs> And Volts School. <laughs> Mary Volts. <laughs> Mary Volts is totally missing from that list. Uh, is, uh, so why I've got you on the phone, I'll ask you one more question, too. Is there something missing from college fishing right now that would make it better? You know, college fishing has come so far. The only thing that I could say was missing is some programs to give out the scholarship money to the team. And we personally pay the anglers themselves. But a lot of these guys are coming out of their own pocket for things. You know, they're paying three, $4,000 a year to go fish. And, yeah, the classic's an opportunity that, you know, a, a price can't be put on that or the forest would come. But I would like to see the anglers themselves get paid maybe. And that's not a huge thing, but, you know, yeah. college fishing itself is just great right now. It can only go up from here. Yeah. Yep. I, you know, I think the answer to that as far as uh, guys getting paid more and paid directly Dave Smith. <laughs> I think Dave Smith should pay everybody. Dave Smith. Who the hell is Dave Smith? Dave Smith. Uh, hey, caller, thank you for the call, man. Appreciate that. Dave Smith from uh, MTM Recognition. He owns Dave Smith, the angler, the pro angler I it was on the elite. They're giving money to everybody. No, no. Dave Smith. Dave Santillo. Is the guy. He's like seven foot tall. You see him on the front deck of the boat. His legs are real long. He just kind of sits on the front, throws a Carolina rig or a drop shot. You know what I'm talking about? Dave Smith, he runs a Cabela's boat. You have no idea who I'm talking about. He's an elite angler. So, been, been an elite angler forever. The guy that takes a dump every morning at the boat ramp. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> no, dude, I don't. I'm sorry. Uh, All right, does anybody have any favorite bass fan questions we want to get into here? Well, let's, let's talk about it. Let's break into it. Uh, so what we're going to do at this juncture of Ike After Hours is let's let's start switching gears here. Let's talk about this bass fan Come on. survey that came out a few weeks ago. Was it last week, Bry? Yes. I think it was last week. It was, last week. It was a three-parter. Let's talk about it. And it analyzed the sport. And these questions and comments were all from pros. This was from a pro survey. Right. Right. They they had what a a high return rate on their responses. Yeah. Like Ninety pros responded yeah. or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And they they've surveyed pros both BASS and FLW, and they excluded Dave Lefever because he's not really a pro. Uh, but every <laughs> but everybody else was surveyed, and and so you, you know the gist of this three parter. <laughs> I mean, again? It's, Come on. <laughs> After Jim Miller changed hey. up, you got to call him out to a spar. What's going to happen? What's going to happen now? Because Dave is now in competing yeah. in your backyard. He's on your playing field now. Uh, he probably he'll probably take all my money next year, <laughs> <laughs> and then I can't talk anymore. Smack. <laughs> yeah, you got to. It might happen. Yeah. I know. That's probably what's going to happen. <laughs> we talk a lot of trash, but he's actually he's actually really good. He's actually a really good fisherman. He probably will kick my ass the entire year. It's okay. Uh, let's let's talk about these articles, Bry. Uh, do you want to? Do we want to pull any of them up, or do we want to just randomly? I did not go through and select any. So there's three pages of they all they released it in three stages. Right. The list. So okay. I, can, I can read the questions out, and you guys can pick what one yeah, you want to get into. Yeah. Read, read some out. Read so, some of the more controversial. I will topics. start with number one. Okay. How many of your competitors do you suspect obtain illicit information 
after the off-limits stage? Ooh. I love this question. Oh, that's a great yeah. question. So basically, they're saying, they're asking us outright, how many of the guys cheat? Right? right. That's the question. How many of the guys cheat? How many guys on purpose break the rules and obtain information after the cutoff period? Guys do it. All right, so here's, here's Guys do it. what's the results? Here's the results. Zero to twenty-five percent. How many of your competitors do you suspect? Zero to twenty-five percent. Fifty-seven percent of the no, sixty-one percent of the vote. Okay. Twenty-five to fifty percent of the field. Twenty-six percent of the vote. More than half of the field. Eight percent of the vote, and none. Three people voted. No one accepts information. Those wow. three people are lying, in denial, and/or cheating. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Those three right there, I'd kick out. So a majority of the votes said they do. Said guys do it. Sixty-one yeah. percent said twenty-five percent of the field, zero to twenty-five. Twenty-five percent. So the they're field. saying that the majority, of the pros. That's not a majority. Twenty-five percent is not a majority. I'm confused. You said sixty percent. Sixty-one percent of the respondents said zero to twenty-five percent. Said that the guys didn't do it. Guys don't do it. Twenty-five percent do it. Zero to twenty-five percent. Dude, a whole bunch of people say, like, 25 Jesus or less, Christ. do that shit. <laughs> yeah, it's a confusing question. No. The, I, I don't accept well, if the you're premise gonna, of the if question. You're gonna, I don't it, like the premise yeah, of the Yeah, if you're going to say zero, that that's probably... So it's it's basically saying most guys don't do it. But but 40% of the field are saying, yeah, guys do do it. 40% of the respondents say there's people that are cheating. But it's a loaded question. A quarter of the... Like, so 60% guys are saying that a quarter of the anglers are cheating. It's no, a, they're it's not a, saying that. No, dude, zero, to, zero to a quarter. Zero to a... But I'm just saying. So, so you, it could be zero. But I'm looking at the premise quarter. of the question based off yeah. the way it's phrased. Yeah, you're, it's killing, you're, killing, you're taking the fun out of it. Sorry, Brian. I'm We're sorry. We're going with 25%. I'll shut up. <laughs> yeah, the question, the question does <laughs> I'm not suck. not at you, Pete. The question does suck. Hey, the reality of it is, is some of that goes on. I don't. I don't think it's a majority of the field, but some of it goes on every turn. I think forty percent of the guys say that that there's some cheating going on, you know. And I, I think it goes on. It's right. silly. I mean, I I've th- I've personally fielded questions by guys in FLW and elites during the off limits period. I've personally fielded those calls looking for information. You just said the reason why I don't That's accept crazy. the premise. The right. prem- I don't accept the premise. We're moving on, Dave. Right, no, we're not. The, the, the off-limits. There should be no – is either information or no information. You shouldn't have a time you can go out with a guide and a time that you can't go out with anyone. It should be you find it on your own or you don't, and that's it, man. There shouldn't be an off-limits time because then the question is going to happen. That's a good argument. Yeah, but how do you do that? That's very hard There's to There's no force. help. That's how you do it. Bang, gavel smashed. Yeah, no what, help. Yeah, but yeah, that that's that's a whole other debate. What's help? No, but it's a Reading silly a book, question. You know, it's silly to say that you're cheating the 30 days before you ask for help, but the 31st day you can get driven around by the best guy on that water. It's a silly premise. Yeah, or or just good take on it. Able to get everybody should be able to get whatever help they want. That's where I, it's either one or the other. Right. Just say open, open, whatever you can do to win, do it. That's probably the fairest way to do it. No, it's not. That way, because that's I, Roland I, Martin style. No, right there. I can tell you, I can tell you a story on Champlain where a guy hired a half dozen guides with a pile of money. Guys, a pile of money. He hired a half dozen guides to mark beds for him, and that's how he won the tournament. Was fishing smallmouth beds. Yeah. I know that as a matter of fact. That yeah. that is exactly how it transpired. So no, I don't. I don't. Yeah, I don't but that's agree with that's that. a good strategy. Son, what was his name? Son. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good strategy. It's. Let me tell you something. It's hard to buy help. It's hard to buy good help. Not when it's raining. Nah, it's hard. Not when it's rain up on these hoes. Not when you have a name and it's rain. Make it rain up on these hoes. You have a name. This guy had a name. You're I'm chasing a, a wild animal that changes his patterns every five seconds. Every five Unless they're seconds. on the bed. Not when they're on the beds or not, dude. This yeah, they dude do. This dude it on the beds and he God, had... the, the wind blows and muddies up those beds. The water level changes. There's so much crap that goes on. Now, granted, that was a good try. I would try that. You know, that's a good strategy to know where all the beds are. That's a great strategy. How about the guys that plant brush piles and hire guys to plant brush piles? Sometimes they work. Sometimes they finish last. You know, it's hard. About, it's hard about to do information. that. We're talking about information, and in this case, I watched how it worked. I know it, how it, it worked. It worked that time. I, I guarantee you there's a thousand times where guys attempted to do the same thing and didn't work. 
I agree with that. All right. For every time it works, there's a thousand is done. What do you got next, Bri? How often do you legally solicit waypoints or local information before a venue goes off limits? And before anybody starts, Mike, did you take this poll? I didn't take this poll. All right. There we go. Um, how often do you legally solicit waypoints or local info before a venue goes off limits? Always got two votes. Sometimes 31% of the vote. Rarely 45 votes or 48% and never 18%. Do you agree with that? 18% never get waypoints. 48%, half of them rarely get waypoints. Yeah, 56 And a third of them shit. say sometimes, and almost nobody says always. Mm-hmm. How honest is that? How honest is that? Especially think- because the question was phrased in the terms of the rules. Yeah. You're allowed to ask. Yeah. I think I think the numbers are off there. I think a majority of the guys get some form of help in every event. Great. Yeah. yeah. Now, it doesn't always necessarily have to be waypoints. You know, maybe just circled areas on the map, or this is an area to look at, or, you know, but they receive some form of help, you know? Definitely. Great. No. But it's illegal. Nothing illegal there, right? Correct. Not a single thing. Okay. I, I, I got to add, the, the, I think the vast majority of guys, you know, don't, don't do it, you know? Vast majority? It depends. Yeah. So if it's really? a Kentucky yeah. Lake tournament... Is that question's phrased in the terms so, of a man. Kentucky Lake or any of uh, I don't know, like let's just say Kentucky Lake. That that, that is a that is a waypoint heavy tournament. It's not the same well, as let's, like let's, say let's, Okeechobee. Let's know? do this. Yeah. Let's turn it into what we really know, which is let's let's go back to last year in the Delaware River. We have more facts on that one, right? Because we know the network of people. Waypoint's here. not going to help <laughs> you at all. No, no. No, here's what I want to here's what I want to mention is that we know for a fact in the Delaware River tournament there were 50 to 60 guys that solicited help in that tournament. We know for a fact. I know for a fact there were 50 to 60 of the 100 guys. Where's this? Delaware River. Okay. Right? Yeah. That's a vast majority of the field of that course. solicited yeah. information. Yeah, prior to the off limits. Prior to the off limits. Yep. Yeah. Totally legal. Yep. Yep. I think that's true across the I think that's true across entire the entire year. I, I, I think it is. Yeah. I well I I don't know. I personally think everybody solicits help in one form or another, a hundred percent. Right. You know, everybody's gonna research it. Everybody's gonna look on the internet, everybody's gonna look at old magazines and newspapers, everybody's gonna, you know, talk with contacts that they may have. I, I think you know, a hundred percent of the guys are doing it. Hundred information is is key in yeah. in the sport of fishing. Absolutely, it gives you a clue. To, it gives you a starting point. I agree. You know how many times the carpenter and I were solicited? How many? None. Zero. Two of the biggest brain trusts on that river were never wow. solicited once, man. Wow. Why was that? <laughs> well, they just didn't know. It's because yeah. we don't, we don't, we're not, you're not you know. publicized. Well, that's because Dave just got his first cell phone like three months ago. <laughs> that is why. <laughs> and, yeah, we're not all over Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. Pounding our chest. Yeah, everybody else was. Ever broken a rod or piece of gear in a fit of rage, frustration during a tournament? Was that really a question? <laughs> question number six. Like, no. Like 90%. Question number six. Ever broken a rod or piece of gear in a fit of rage? I never have. Results. Yes, 17, 18%. No, 81%. Wow. Yeah, you should have taken this poll, dude. You would have. I would have bumped it up a little. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only 18% admit to breaking shit during a tournament. Liars. Yours are the best. Do you? Here's a good one. Do you favor the use of, a, of or having access to a live leaderboard during a tournament? Yeah, what are the results of that one? Let's hear it. <clears throat> yes, 32%. No, 48 We'll call it half. And only on the final day, another 18%, almost 20%. Mm. Half I'm of a, them say no, I'm, they don't want to know. I'm with the half yeah. that don't want to know. I don't want to know. Yeah. Dude, that's, that's, that's I don't want to know. unbelievably mentally it's so hard i'm insecure when you're enough. struggling when you're struggling <laughs> yeah. and you watch ike's got a five yeah. pounder ike's got another five pounder and you're like not it's a brain scramble oh my god yeah now major yeah. league fishing 
they use that to their advantage. They they actively call it out. And yeah. even if you don't want to know, and that builds ratings like you wouldn't believe. Yeah. People love to, to watch that. They yeah. love to watch the other guy panic yeah. as the other guy's weights are called out. you got to wear Pete's day. wrestling headgear so you don't hear it. <laughs> I might. Can I take that with me next yeah. week? Aaron uh, used it like bass tracks, right? Or... Uh the, yeah. Yeah, Bass Tracks. You're allowed to, to use that. Yeah, you are. And Aaron used it like he was apologizing to Bill uh, Lowen, like because Aaron was catching the fours and sevens. And yeah. He, during the tournament, he knew what Bill had. Yeah. Right? And he was that, – that was incredible because he knew he was watching it and he was sucking it. Like the fish weren't biting; it was high tide. It was a bad he tide. He was missing for him. strikes, yeah. and things fish were chasing his baits, and he was he was hanging in there, knowing that Bill had 17 pounds in the boat yeah. at like 10 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, that's yeah. horrifying. And then he started whack four pounder whack, and he was like, "Sorry, Bill," you know, as he's putting the the bass in the live well. It's you know, amazing. Yeah, and I, I can't I, do that. Yeah, I mean, I can't do that. That's mental toughness to be yeah. able to sit there and endure that. I couldn't uh, do it. Yeah, I don't like knowing. I don't no. want to know. I thought you weren't allowed to use your phone. On, on the you're last allowed, day. For, for limited use, you're allowed to look at certain things. Weather, emergency calls, and apparently you're allowed Past to look life. at that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and on the last day, you're also allowed to use your phone to look at youporn.com. <laughs> red tube. <laughs> red tube. Ah, red tube. Red something ex-hamster ha- or something. Red right. tube's better than you porn. Really? Would you support the formation of a pro anglers union? Oh, oh, I want to hear this yeah. one. Yeah. What's the, what do they say? Seventy, eighty percent say yes. Wow. Nineteen wow. percent say no. That's so why the hell would you say no to that question? Well, they also polled uh, uh, Jerry and. <laughs> Oh, fuck. Forrest and well, you know, Forrest Gump. Gump. Hey, yeah. here's here's an interesting. The eighty percent say yes, they'll support it. Yeah. None of them have ever supported it. No. I mean, they've had many opportunities. They say yes behind closed doors. Yeah, they say yes with so, no name attached to it. Well, or, I mean, it's easier now than ever with card check. You guys could easily get it passed if if, if the over, well, if the majority wanted to. It, it, it well, be, we've we've had the PAA. Professional Anglers Association. We've tried many, many times to try to organize the anglers in some kind of it's been tried decision-making a lot. process. I think it may be just a lack of leadership or uh, you know something like that that has prevented it. Or bad economy hurt it a little bit with the PAA. But the uh, you know I, it, it's interesting. Everybody wants it, but yet you get. 150 guys in a room and nobody can agree on anything. You know? <laughs> Wasn't Mansu a big wig in the PAA? Mansu did a wonderful job at the PAA. He, 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 he did a good job. He ran that and he... He did a good job. It's a yeah. shame that PAA's direction just changed and went in the wrong direction. Yeah. You know, the PAA became a tournament organization. It, it probably yeah. should have been a u- unionized or group decision-making yeah. group. That, that should have been the way that the PAA went and, and it probably will go at some point in the future. Especially in light of that question, 80%, 80% I like guys, it. Cheers to that one. You know? Cheers. Won it. Yeah, I, don't like I think just under 100 people took the poll, judging by what I'm saying. All right. Somewhere between 90 and 100. Yeah. Would you rather there be one sanctioning organization that oversees all pro-level tournaments or multiple organizations? One. One organization, 54% of the vote. Wow. Multiple organizations, 45%. Just about split even. Split. It Close. is. They want the competition. One organization. Yeah, I, I kind of I, I agree with the 54% and you. Yeah. I think I think it should be one. Why? I mean, one? I think that's the way the sport's going to go to the next level. Why, though? Well, because it's it's too uh, fractured right now. The, you don't know who to cheer for. If, you know, the fan base is fractured. The anglers are all over the place. I, I, it's it's kind of like where the NBA went through it. You know, you had to combine. You know, the NFL went through it until once they combined, it became one organization, one group. That's when they boom. That's when they hit the stratosphere. So, are you for 200 boat fields again? I. Uh, that's, know, a that's, that, that's a lot of That's a whole guys. different. That's no, a different I'm question. Wondering that. It's a different question. No, no. You know, I think 
the it, it needs to be one organization. How many boats in it? I, I, you know, I don't know. That's debatable. But if you make it one, then of course you're going to have to make more boats. Am I am I right or wrong? Well, you got you and I, you got to feed that one group. You don't have to make it more boats. You can make it less boats. You know, we've talked about this. Fifty boats is so the, we're looking at more double A, triple A. Yeah, more double A, more triple A. Uh, you know, if we want to go to 200 boats, go to 200 boats. But that that's the the group needs to make that decision. You know, how many people do we want to have on the, the, the highest level? What would you, know? you say in FLW terms are privately funded? Half of the tour anglers? Would, would that be a safe assumption? Are privately wealthy no. people that are out there banging? No, there, there's more, way more, well, than that. more than that. What, would you, what do you think? Well, I think in all anglers, elites. The no, elite, we're talking about FLW. Well, in FLW, I don't know. I mean, I think it's the same. Really? I think it's high. It's like, See, I think the I think it's probably seventy-five percent. Yeah. Privately funded, both trails. Really? Yeah. Wow. To a certain extent. I don't agree with you on that, but I mean, obviously, we can't. I, I don't. I don't see that. What do I you see? Say? Ba- I see the Bass guys being more privately funded than the FLW guys. The FLW guys, a lot of them have their own independent wealth that propels them. Well, they have the same thing on the Bass. The you know the the FLW does provide some sponsorship opportunities. They provide teams. Yeah. You know, but they pay your entry fee. Hey, you know, no doubt. You know, there's privately funded guys out there doing it. Either part or all of their their bill is being is being funded by something close to them. You know? So so then okay so then your argument if you're saying that less than half are independently wealthy. How do we not go to a 200-boat field? How do we make these guys that are <laughs> are worthy of fishing at a pro level not fish a pro level? <clears throat> well, I think here my opinion is by by group by combining it and organizing this thing, you know, more more money is funneled into both the tournaments and the anglers. You know, agreed. And, and they can they can they have an opportunity to make more money. More fans can relate to particular anglers, and their their um, their ability to market themselves becomes stronger, and they can they can make more money. Um, you know, I, I just think it, it just has to be it has, it has to be one. <laughs> I think I think it's going to be I think it'll be better for the sport eventually. You know, as a matter of fact, Mike and would you periscoping? Yeah, periscope. Maybe we could ask Jerry when. What does he think? Should Bass buy FLW? It's a great question. Should FLW buy Bass? Does he think it would be better to to be one, or or you know does he think? Well, if FLW buys Bass, they better get rid of that wretched internet they have, dude. Get rid of that wretched (laughs) site and go to Bass. The next question is on the survey was is FLW's website. Fucking terrible. It's 100%. It's yes. Terrible. Hey, I, I did you guys want to move I, on? Or we no, I, I, I want to stay for on one, one second right. and say a big shout out to our one of our boys, Johnny Venor, who made it to the All-American. Did wow. he make the All-American? Really? He made the All-American. Oh, shoot. And by, I went on to the FLW website. I navigated it. You did? And I found out that he finished second place down on the Potomac, Potomac. River. And uh, he's making his way to the All-American. Wow. The only way you found what? that out was Googling his name, because you did ah. not get the FLW site with that shit. I'm telling shaky you. Head, the shaky head. Shaky head. Pete, what was his final day? Mexico. Like? He had 10 pounds for three fish on the final day. Oh, he he wow. had that. If he could have limited, he had four fish on two day two and three fish on day three. It's obviously a tough bite on the Potomac. But he had a lot of slots to fill. He finished. He fills any one or two of those slots. He wins that tournament. Wow. Yeah, it's real close. Our, strong, strong effort. Wow. Good Our dear friend Potomac's Chris. that tough? Potomac's been tough for a couple years. I know, but virus, that, I mean, Brian. nobody's catching limits. He's got well, the virus. Well, Bad virus. This time, this time of year, historically, the Potomac, uh, you know, 11, 12 pounds will carry a long way. You know, hey, Frank Ippoletti. Um Long-time Bassmaster competitor, top 100 or top 150 competitor. He had an 18-pound bag. I think by far the largest bag of the tournament. Yeah. And uh, he was leading the tournament going into the last day. Wow. But he didn't have a our, real strong Our last dear day. friend, Chris Alfonso. He fished it. Still sees a voodoo 
Master, wishing bad juju on uh, on Venor. They got bad blood, man. Oh, that's right. They oh, really? Why are we bringing that up that. right now? I don't know. Yeah, I know Chris is watching. Come on, can we that's go on? All right, let's let's keep going. By the way, uh, let everybody know. Um, I'm trying something here. I'm actually. Uh, this is Ike Live Live. Live Live. Ike yeah. Live After Hours double Live on double. Periscope. What if I was the Periscope right now? Yeah, you should. And then it would be a double live. It would be a double live, live, live. It was a triple live because it's a live, live, live. And all right. Brian has to do is make it square. And make You can make it square. You can square it off. Or I could read the next question. Slob enough. All right, read the next question here. What do all we right. got? Thanks, guys. Roughly, what did it cost you to fish... At the pro level in 2014. Wow. Dave Roughly, I got to hear this. What did it cost to fish the pro level, the tour level, in 2014? Brian, answer, answer. is 90,000 or more, 12%. What? 70 to 90. 21 percent 50 to 70 29 percent wow it's really split up 30 to 50 32 percent and less than 30 one person wow <laughs> wow 70 yeah I, I i my guess would be it would be um 70 or more depending on how you did it because well, there are ways to cut, and it depends what you yeah, fish if you're fishing fl because they're doing FLW. flw's yeah. six events yeah. The elites now this this coming year well in fourteen was eight events so right yeah right. yeah next year we're at an event all right let's move on it's really good what do you got next uh, after expenses did you clear a profit blah 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 this is this is a key question all right we'll go with it did you clear a profit from tournament winnings sponsorships speaking engagements product royalties etc in twenty fourteen the whole package did you make any money. Did you the make whole package. Money? Now we don't need to ask you that question necessarily, but the yeses were sixty three percent. Said they made profits. The noes were twenty percent and fifteen percent broke even. Wow. Mm. That's higher than I thought it would be. It, it is still on here. the profit side? Yeah, on the profit it's higher side. on the profit side than what I thought. Yeah, I thought I thought it would be probably twenty five percent profited, thirty percent profited. That's what I would have guessed. We got a question on Periscope right now that says, does Bass pay your entry fee into the Bassmaster Classic? In fact, yes. they do. If you qualify for the Classic, there's no entry fee. And the good news is you're guaranteed a $10,000 check. Yeah. You can catch zero fish in the Bassmaster Classic, and you'll still catch ten grand. That's a good deal. But... It used to be five hundred thousand dollars, and now it's three. That's another Jerry question. Oh. It's gonna be a great interview. It's yeah. gonna be a great interview. Question number twelve. It's How hard. many tour level tournaments do you prefer? Six to ten. I'm sorry. Six. Ten votes. Uh six got ten percent, eight got twenty six percent, ten got twenty nine percent. 12, 17%. Current format, 15 votes, 16%. Boo. Yeah, that's a terrible question. Terrible question. All right, my, my bad. I'm going to move yes. on to page two. Give me a minute. <laughs> Pete, tell a story. I think I, I would like to see tournaments in the fall heavier. Like I've always said this, and a lot of us do. I want to see a spring tournament format and a fall tournament format. They ripped off the fall. The only people that compete in the fall are the open anglers, and uh, I, I want to see that. I want to see that brought back. Starting to see it a little bit. The elites are dipping deep into what is it? September? You guys yeah. fished? That's pretty cool. I like that. You know? I don't. You need to see as that. enough tournaments for guys to be able to for a hundred percent of the guys to be able to make a profit. You don't have that on uh, like prof other professional sports where there's people that are competing that don't make profits. Yeah, okay, here true. we go, folks. Who was the best active pro angler to have not won a Bassmaster Classic, Forestwood Cup, or Angler of the Year title? 
Other the best than, active to have not won. I don't know how Clun's not on, n- not the number one guy, and he wasn't. For Clun won the classic. No, well, I'm not. Uh, You're talking about another question. Yeah, yeah. I fucked that up. Sorry. <laughs> uh, do you want to do you want to mess with this one or move on? I'm, I'm yeah. I want Edwin to Evers got 12 votes. Todd Faircloth got 10. Wesley Strader got nine. Andy Morgan got seven. Peroznik six. Cody Meyer five. Ish three. Canterbury, Christie, Klein, Justin Lucas, and a bunch of other shit. Yeah, some weird guesses, in, weird names in there, but some of the ones that I Gary Klein agree remarkably low. Klein was what list. I meant to say, and I, mm. I said the wrong guy. I said yeah. Klein. I meant to say Klein, Klein, dude. Yeah. Well, he's one. No, Klein's one angle of the year though. But not classic. You, Gary you Klein has won AOI, correct. I think twice, right? Yeah. Who you was clipped, the most... You, you clipped him on somebody, Classic. I was going to say, somebody messed him up on the Classic title. I can't remember who I had. Was. I hired that guy to shoot at him. <laughs> shoot him! Shoot him! Shoot him! Shoot him, Elizabeth! Shoot him, Elizabeth! Shoot him! Uh, Tyler from Wisconsin. This list is on Bass Fan. Uh, who was the most underrated angler you compete against? Yeah. Oh, that's a good question. Underrated? That's That's a weird question. Like, what's that mean? Yeah, like, who don't you see very, coming? Very, very subjective. Yeah, Where, where's Prosnick lit on that, Brian? Is he in there? Uh, I got Wesley Strader leading the way with nine votes, followed by Faircloth, Canterbury, Thrift, yeah. Robin Wesley, Dodson. Wesley Strader is a force to be reckoned with. He's a very, very strong. Everyone knows who he is. Not no, very few. Well, he's an FLW guy. So. But I'm saying, if you compete against yeah. him, you know who he is. Yeah. He's not. So that's your point that everybody knows who he is. Yeah, you know, it's not like you don't see him coming. When he does yeah. well, you're not like, wow, that he did well. Well, you know, I just don't think he's got the media media's attention. Because well, he has a personality of a clam. No, media. He actually has a tremendous personality, but they haven't yeah, been able to showcase that. it. He's a he's a comic man. He's he's really? funny. Yeah. Is he really? Yeah, he's yeah. funny guy. I didn't get oh, that. Let's get him on. He's got I a tre- to him. He's I got a tremendous that. personality. He's 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 all the time on. Okay. And he's a he's super talented angler. Well. So I I could see him getting the the most votes as the most underrated. Parazic's actually on the list. I think he's too good for that. All right, we're gonna move on. Yeah. Who was the most overrated angler you compete against? Yeah, this was interesting. Now you we're getting juicy. About this earlier. <laughs> Who's the most overrated angler you compete against? Number one vote. <laughs> Seven votes for Jimmy Houston. <laughs> Seven votes for Brandon Palinick. And seven votes for Scott Martin. Huh. Well, I, Scott Martin's a millionaire. How, how do you say that? Yeah, Scott. Scott's well, he just won, won FLW championship. Scott's one time. I mean, F- <laughs> uh, uh, the angle of the year, yeah. and then the championship yeah. a couple of years ago. Yeah. How's he overrated? I don't know how he's he's he won he won the angler of the year he this year. Yeah, you yep. can't buy that. No, you can't buy those spawning bets. Jimmy Houston has won angler of the year titles. And, and Brandon Palnick is making a great deal amount of money. Yeah, but that Palnick's not, not overrated. Ability. He's won on Thousand Islands. What else has he won? But he's won. He's won on Thousand Islands, and he won on uh, he won on um, Hundred Islands. Bull Shoals. And he should have won, he won on the Mississippi the, River, right? Well, he had a good chance, and he won the Federation Nationals. So how's he a, on that list? Federation angler. Kid's a stud. On the Red River. And that's just some that's some haters right there. Yeah, haters. Well, that's, that's interesting. Gerald Brandon, Swindle, Jacob Bra- Wheeler, Ish Monroe, Skeet Reese, Byron Velvick, Mark Rose, Randy Howell, Randy Haynes. Bra- Brandon and, and Jimmy Houston gets a tremendous amount of exposure from his TV show and stuff. Brandon gets a tremendous amount of exposure. People love him. I that, mean, that's why he's on the list. Because but he's got too wins, Too many people dude. love him. Yeah. But he's got the wins to back it up. Yeah. yeah. Jimmy's got the wins to back it up, too, but they just haven't happened in the last 40 years. I agree. What's Ish done? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Ish is one big. Ish has one yes. big. Ish is one. Oh, he's, got, he's like a four-time winner, well, but he's one big. The hate is bad real. List. That's just a bad I list. I think they had Jacob Wheeler on that, and that kid's yeah. done nothing but one. It's, it's interesting. It's a debatable question. Womper plomper. I like it. They did. They had Jacob Wheeler on there. That's ridiculous. Womper what do you plomper. Mean? That kid only wins the big ones. Yeah. Womper plomper. Jacob, Jacob Wheeler is the youngest guy... Every th- he's the youngest guy to do everything. Everything. 
How is that on over? I don't get. I don't get it. Yeah, that, that's a hater there's, list. There's yeah, that's, no. That's yeah, a tough question. There's I would love to know who was polled in that list, because that would tell me why they answered the way they did. Because that's not one of those lists that I accept the premise of. Well, right. The premise of the question, or but that's that's that makes it a cool piece, you know, because you can argue the question. You but can I argue could the immediately results. invalidate your opinion by their statistics. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who is the best jig fisherman you compete against? Mike, I want your answer. Uh, that I compete against? Yeah, who is the best jig fisherman? Oof. Making it hot on me. Nah, <laughs> Biffle's good. Biffle's good. Denny was good, but I don't. he's retired. Yeah, he's out now. I don't know. Morgan? Andy Morgan is the yeah, shit, Morgan. but he, I don't compete against him. He's an FLW. Andy Morgan, top of the list. Yeah, he's a wow. flipper. With 13 votes. Yeah. Greg Hackney with 10 votes. Yeah, he's a pretty good flipper. Jim Moinganging. Moina. Moinganga. Moina. And a bunch of other dudes. <laughs> Who's the best crankbait fisherman you compete against? Fritz. Yeah. Everyone says that one. Fritz, Kevin, Randy Haynes. And Ishman Rowe. No. No. He doesn't even own a crankbait. Which angler has the best fashion sense? Did Peach just leave? He left. He <laughs> said, screw this. It's time to go home. It's time to get out of here. All right. Which angler has the best fashion sense off the water? Uh-oh. That's an interesting this question. It's the nonsense list. Somebody in this Again, room like, was who was polled? You know, like, who answered? Well, there was a hundred. The pros, bro. I know, but who? They're, all of them didn't answer. Well, it is who what it is. Who has the best fashion sense off the water? What do they say? Who's your guest there, Pete? Master of fashion sense? The get, on the answer to this poll, I'm going to say they picked Skeet. They did. Overwhelmingly. No. Scott Martin's right there. Because he could afford the nice suits. Uh, Ike, Ike's got to be in this one. Brent Erler, Justin Lucas, Byron, and James Watson. I don't know. James Watson. What the hell does he wear? Loincloth? What <laughs> the fuck? Loincloth. <laughs> Loincloth. Uh, which angler has the worst fashion sense? Off the water. Woo days. He doesn't have to wear anything. His cock covers his whole body. <laughs> Mike, you got three votes, Mike. Huh? You got three votes. I did? Yes. Worst? Adrian made the list. Adrian Avina? Yeah. Worst? All right. Cool. A lot of people from Jersey getting bad votes. What like the fuck are they hating on us for? Um, no, well, well, they're they're anglers, right? So they're behind the times and everything. And they're picking. They're making their choices. Mike wears $200 shoes. Two hundred dollar shoe. Adrian has a shore house that's a second house that's like a four million dollar house. How's he dressed like these a are, shit? These they are these are these are guys from Alabama and Texas. Whoa, whoa, whoa! So are our listeners. Well, I'm, I'm just saying that's who's that's who's drawing this. They're Alabama and Texas, and overwhelmingly they're probably not metropolitan kind of guys. So the the way that these guys dress probably shocks them. I'm not either. But I know how I dress is like off the rack normal guy. But I also know when people who dress with class dress, you know? I'm not going to tell you that Skeet Reese wearing banana smuggling pants <laughs> is, is the number one dress guy. I'm sure it fits banana him well. Banana smuggler. You know, it looks great on him. I, obviously. Skeet has used that to his success. He's 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 been that front runner, that guy, for a long time. It's, it's a, That's helped him cater... Sponsorship for 15 years. All right. yeah. Good Will for him. Kevin Van Dam win another Bassmaster Classic, as voted on by his peers? Yes. 60% say that. 40% say no. Will Kevin win another Angler of the Year title? Yes. 55% agree. 45 say no. A better chance at a Classic than he has Angler of the Year, probably. Oh, that's good. I would say that, yeah. yeah. Which of your competitors would you want to have your back 
in a fist fight. <laughs> Fisticuffs. Fisticuffs. I've seen I've seen Pete tear his shirt off. What do we got? What are what are what are the results of this one? Ish Monroe with seven votes. Wow. Yeah. He's the, he's the leading vote. Because he because he fought at the lock. His wrists are as thick as two spoons touching each other. Like, how's he the toughest <laughs> guy? On, get the fuck out of here with hey, that but, dude. But but he fought. He didn't fight. Is a push a fight? It's, well, called a, it's called a push. It's not called the, a punch. In the world of bass fishing, that's a freaking 10-round <laughs> UFC cage In football, match. it's called a legal use of the hands, dude. It's not called a fight. <laughs> if you All right? spit Shit. on somebody, yeah. loose spittle hey, coming out of your mouth. Fought, fuck, yeah. He Could fought. Be Nobody fight. else fights. I've seen this dude go eight before. I'll take Ike I, any day only because I, I know him over about I like I, I pick Mike, too. My, it's not the size of the dog in the fight. It's, a, it's the size of the fight in the dog. He's, <laughs> he's got that. Or he had but, it. Hopefully he wasn't anymore. Ish take, like, why did seven guys say him? He's from California, number one. I'm just telling you. That's why. He's got some size to him, though. It really? Sto- I mean, he's stocky. He's I got guess. Some nasty I don't know. I don't why do you think they picked him? I don't know. Well, who was number really two? On that I mean, list. is there a side of him I don't number know? Number two is is Jacob Prosnick. He's a big dude. Yeah, he's a, he's like a fire plug. Number three is Randy Haynes. He's not, a big dude. Not familiar with him. He's a big dude. Our boy Cliff Crochet with three votes. Really? Ex cop. Cliff's I'm gonna big. tell you right now, like the worst guy to fight is a Gerald Swindle type build, like that six two. Like, rangy, lanky build. That's the worst fucking guy to try to tangle up with. Yeah. Not a short little black guy or a fat Polak from Virginia. They're <laughs> easy guys to tangle up with. I mean, that's an easy strategy, Why dude. Why is where he's from playing I'm today? talking about, like, I'm just saying, like, the worst guy to deal with is a guy with functional strength, like a Swindle or a Van Damme type size. Like, that's a that's a misery to he's deal with, man. smoking cigarettes, living in Virginia. He's, he's no... <laughs> I don't know. I, just, I don't know. This list is silly. That's a silly list. Whatever. I'm sorry. Um, silly. Sorry, Jake. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry-ish. All right. Yeah, we gotta get Jake in here in someday. Travis Fox. I'm not familiar with Travis Fox. He, who knows? I don't know. Uh, Gerald Swindle, Bobby Lane. I can see that. I can see the Lane being a bad yeah, motherfucker. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they grew up beating up each other. Uh, Peter T. He's getting a little old though. He's a big dude. Yeah. Though. No, he's, he's a big, big guy, PT. Yeah, he's a big dude. Yeah. He's got yeah. big hands too. Yeah. Big giant mitts. You feel tiny in his arms? Be- absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> he's swaddled me a few he's times. Got a, he's got a he's got like a quart of bananas, like you know, for a hand. Yeah, Troy like, Broussard. Oh, like senior. <laughs> oh yeah. my God, what's? Don't know him. Swamp guy. Swamp guy, yeah. Uh, uh, Troy, Peter T, Greg Hackney. I don't know about Hackney. Uh, Barry Wilson. Remember, Brower was like the intimidator. Uh, yeah, that's that is back big in dude. the day. He's six something, six He's plus. Big dude. He would give you that stare, and yeah. you know, he just <laughs> always seemed to be the intimidator. Yeah. When Hayden, I when I first started, Hayden Panettiere got two votes. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Wow. Andy Morgan and Russ Lane. Russ Lane. She's tough. <laughs> Hayden's tough. Russ is a big she dude. Is Russ, tough. Is, Russ is a Her big dude. Her husband's a heavyweight boxer. Really? She's Hayden's taking that husband? shit, dude. Yeah. She's married to a Klitschko. <laughs> wow. She is. the heavyweight champ. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. Vitaly or Vladimir, one or the other. The two brothers. I Vladimir Plotkins? It don't matter. Who is that? <laughs> Vladimir Plotkins. <laughs> it's either Vitaly or Vladimir Klitschko. She's Wait married a minute, to. Wait a minute. You talking about Vladimir Plotkins? Hayden Penitary. Who's that? Oh no, it was Peyton Hibden. I I I, I yeah. read it wrong. I don't know. I thought she was a fisherman or something. She played Red Little Red Riding Hood. Stop that! <laughs> Alright, no, what else we got, Brian? I don't know. Dude, that's uh that's the end of the list. That's the end of the list? list I think that's also the end of the show. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> Alright, before we let you go, this was a very exciting show. We talked Italy, we talked college, and we talked Bass fan, very oh. interesting list. I'm Poland. glad we did that. Poland. We talked Polish. We talked Italians. Italians. Uh, we talked a lot of stuff. Uh, let me remind you of three things. Um, heading to the MLF event next week. Can't tell you where it's at, or I'll be fine and suspended. Um, also, want to bi- remind you that next Saturday happens to be the 25th reunion of my high school graduation. Why, 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 why? 25 years, Triton High School, reunion next Saturday. Wow, you're getting old. Getting old. 25 years. 25 years. It's a long time. It's weird. Like, you're doing, still doing five-year reunions? No. I don't. When's the last one? Did we do 
At 20? I haven't been to any of them, dude. What do you do them, like, every quarter century? <laughs> I don't hardly ever do them. Well, that's cool. I'm going to yeah. try to attend this one, if possible. All right. Uh, and that's it. That's all I had in my notes. Anything else before we go? Dave, yeah. you got any last words? I'm good. Okay, Pete? I Yeah, I, I want to make some plugs. Okay, let's do some plugs. Hold I on, to Bri. Invite, Hold on, Bri. I want to invite everybody to register for Tulsa, Oklahoma, Columbus, Tonight till midnight. Is it midnight? It's not midnight. No, they have they have exactly 25 minutes to still, register. You still got time. 25% off right now. Register. Subscribe to Bass University TV. Check it out. We got a lot of great things coming. I am going to be teaching and guiding on the Chesapeake and the Delaware River for those people close to home. Got a lot of availability in October and early November. It's a great time of year for cold water fishing. Check it out, peakluzit.com. All right, Woo. that's a good plug. All right, you take it easy. Thanks for tuning in to Ike Live. And we started the show with Italian. We're going to end it in Italian. Ciao, ciao. Ciao, ciao. Ciao, ciao. Ciao, ciao. Ciao.